Please stand by. Five, four, three, two. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am doing this. It's not really a remote that I'm doing today, but I've decided to work in another room because I have a special guest, actually a permanent guest, actually a permanent fixture, and that is Deco, our new Brittany. As a lot of you know, several months ago, I lost my absolute best friend, and that was Trigger. Trigger been with me for, I guess, about 13 years. He was a rescue, and he was really a big part of my life. And it took some time, it took some healing. I'm not sure I was 100% ready for a puppy yet, but it became pretty apparent that this little guy needed a home. So he's a four month old Brittany, came out of a situation where there, uh, you know, there was other dogs, he was in a foster situation, but he's out of Texas by way of Oklahoma. And I just want to shout out to the National Brittany Rescue organization uh, in brand thank you so much for bringing this little guy into my life and he has just been a blessing for our lives and he's <laughs> he's going through that puppy stage new rules huge separation anxiety so I can't even walk out of a room but he's not like right there and if I leave him in a crate or something like that he's yipping and everything so we're trying to work through that but he's doing fairly well on his potty training, three steps forward, two back, as with any puppy, but just trying to remember to be patient with them. Hey, my name is Rob Anderson. I am the host of One Dive at a Time. I'm also the founder and director of Neptune Warrior, where our mission is healing heroes one dive at a time. By the way, I know that I have pod faded and it's been a while. And I'm not going to go into a lot of explanation. I don't feel like I need to explain a whole lot. I said in the very beginning of this, I would, I would throw out podcast when I felt like it, when I felt like that there was something I wanted to say. But, uh, you know, just like anybody else that we reach out to that is dealing with anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, uh, just dark thoughts even, loss of tribe syndrome, I've been going through my own stuff. And so when I'm going through my own stuff, I don't really... Feel like getting on here and doing a podcast as a matter of fact I will kind of not kind of I will absolutely pull back from anything public and I'll throw myself into different kinds of work whether that be my day job whether it be research and studying or if it's just getting a break because my own resilience has hit a point where I just cannot handle a lot more so that's why I haven't been doing a lot of the podcast lately, is I've just been dealing with my own stuff. I've had good stuff going on in life, and I've had stuff that I'm just trying to work through. And I will actually cover some of that in another podcast that I'm working on right now called I Don't Have Time for Suicide. So just, again, I'm, I'm sorry that I haven't been, and, and, and just a reminder, this is not going to be a weekly show. This is not going to be, there's not going to be a schedule that it comes out on. I'm going to throw out podcasts when I feel like I need to be, I need to be saying something. 
So with that said, let me start getting ready to jump into the content of this. But before I do, I want to shout out to Jason, who did a remarkable job this last weekend, and actually the past couple weekends, as he's striving towards his Dive Master certification. This is a guy I trust on site. He's always ready to go. Uh, as far as having someone who is a qualified medic out there, he's great with that. He's great with students, even though majority of what I do, you know, 90, 90% of what I do is with private or semi-private. He is right there, uh, ready to help, ready to uh, step in. He worked with Becky this last week on navigation and just watching how patient he is and how well he can explain things. He is just a, he's a highly competent dive master. He reinforces the things that I need to have reinforced and just an overall good guy. So Jason, big shout out. And also I want to congratulate Becky on doing really well with her navigation. And then also Kathy, Kathy and I went out and we did some exploratory dives, just did, you know, working the finger reel uh, quite a bit and having her just discover different parts of our lakes by going out and exploring with finger reel and compass and, you know, just all the other tools. So Kathy and Becky are, they've actually, they're, they're redoing their advance. They weren't really happy with the instruction that they got before. And so they've decided to come back and do it in a, in a slower paced setting and a private setting. And both are doing really, really well. Most, most advanced courses are, you know, three days on a Saturday, two on a Sunday, and suddenly you have your advance. I think between the two of them, I know, I know Kathy's probably got about eight or nine dives on her advance, and we still have a few topics left to finish up. And Becky's just getting started on that journey. And then also congratulations to Joshua, who just finished up his advanced, has done very, very well. But I've also picked up another one, Jack, who, and, and really the relationship there has been more of a mentoring so his dad approached me and, and had talked to me about, about being a mentor. And so what I did in that case is we're having him take an advanced course as a way to, as, as an avenue to mentor. And he's just been a blast. You know, 14 years old, really wants to learn how to, you know, do all the different things in diving. He's going to be a great diver. He is a great diver right now. And so it's been a lot of fun. Hey, in this show, I want to talk about shallow diving and why I love shallow diving. Now, there was a day that I did chase numbers. I did chase the deep numbers. I like to tell people that the reason I was chasing the deep numbers was because there was things to see. I was doing North Atlantic shipwreck diving out of Long Beach Island with Neptune divers of Manahawkin, New Jersey. And yes, I admit I was chasing deep numbers. But that's because a lot of the wrecks were deep and you had to go out and you had it, you know, back before there was certifications and, you know, decompression diving and all like that. It was, you know, back in the, the early 90s, it was guys that got together and, you know, some of us had, you know, you know, training as commercial divers. Some of us had training from military and, and had been trained up in those areas. Coming together, working a lot of that out, hanging on every word that some of the, the grand masters of deep diving and decompression diving were saying uh, there was a lot of mistakes that were made. There were people that were lost, but that's how we did deco diving back in the day. 
I've gotten to a point now where there's really nothing that's deep that I really want to see. And so I've really focused more on shallow diving. And probably in the past 10 years, I've really grown to love shallow diving. Or maybe I should change the way I say that. I should really say I have, I now have an understanding that I love shallow diving. Because I think about when I was diving in Texas and I would get off work and I'd grab just you know, a tank and a pair of shorts and maybe a vest, you know, a thermal vest and dive places like Canyon Lake uh, that's just north of San Antonio or Medina Lake. And oftentimes, I, you know, in the summertime, you didn't, didn't need a wetsuit, right? It was, it, it was, honestly, it was backplate, weights, boots, fins, snorkel mask, and a vest. And that's how you hopped in. And as long as you didn't go below 30 feet, you stayed pretty warm. And that's where you would see things like real grand cichlids. You'd see bass nest. You know, you, you see all the, you know, you see brim. You see all the different types of fish. And that's what I find here. I love getting up in the morning before I get to work, grab my stuff, and hop in the water. And what I found here, now the water here is a lot colder, so I'm not going out in shorts and a vest. But I can dive in a sub, just a 7 mil top or throw on a 5 mil. And as long as I stay shallow, I stay pretty warm. Once it gets to be around June, late June, early July, August, and maybe even to September. There is so much that we miss about shallow water diving. Everybody wants to chase the deep numbers. And I just, I'm not an advocate of that. That's where people that are untrained can get hurt. Actually, people who are trained can get hurt. I, I guess, you know, when I think about the reasons why I love it is, you know, I do stay warmer. And I don't have to carry as much weights on my body. And I can wear a a you know a thinner suit or not so much bulk. I don't have to put a dry suit on or get into my, you know, get into a seven mil farmer john or a seven mil full suit. I can wear a five mil or or even just wear a seven mil top. So that's less weights that I'm taking down there uh, with me. My tank, it's gonna last a lot longer. By the way, I use a smaller tank when I do that. I'll you know, I'll dive with a 63 at you know many times just because it's nice and convenient it's less weight i hop in and i and i just i just go enjoy myself you see more stuff because juvenile fish hang out in shallow waters when bass are mating they hang out in the shallow waters when they have their babies when they have their little nest that's in shallow water there's animals that will come up to feed so catfish and carp and things like that now by the way i'm talking a lot of, of lake stuff but in the oceans it's the same way you see more life in the first 30 feet. You got a lot of sunlight. When I'm using my GoPro, whether I'm diving Lucky Peak here in Idaho or if I'm diving Hoodsport and staying shallow or if I'm down in the Caribbean, most of your life is in that first 30 feet. You see a lot of stuff. Things will come up to feed in those areas. You see a lot of transition. When you move into night diving, that's where you see a lot of transition. There's fish that you're not going to see when you go deeper. There's just a more abundance of life. As I work with my advanced divers, a lot of them want to do advanced so that when they do take dive trips that they can go deeper. And yet there's so many other skills to learn that make you a better diver in your advanced course than going deep. In the traditional advanced course, you get one deep dive, right? 
But you know the four dives can be in shallow water. Your search and recovery can be done in shallow water. Your navigation, shallow water. And all those just reinforce a lot of activities that can take place in, in shallow water. A lot of excursions, I noticed this when we went to Roatan, that the shallower dives, number one, didn't cost you as much, or if they were the same price, you got to dive longer because you know, you, you're basically exhausting your tank. And so you get to stay longer and you, you, know, you can have extended bottom times. There is a less probability of DCS. Now it doesn't eliminate decompression sickness, but there's a lot more accidents that take place in deeper water. If you're working on mastering your skills, buoyancy control in shallow water is much more difficult than buoyancy control in deeper water. Especially when you come up and you're you're hanging out in you know eight or ten foot of water. And maybe going back down to 15 feet and coming back up to 8 or 10 feet of water as you're following a rocky ledge or a coral reef. You can master those buoyancy skills. By the way, if you dive a backplate and wing, you can dive a smaller wing if you're staying shallow versus going deeper. So a few weeks ago, I do a lot of shallow diving. So I use a 19-pound wing by XS or excess scuba in Highland. And I was doing a deep dive with one of my divers. And I think I was probably slightly overweighted. I had a new 7 mil suit on, so I wasn't real sure. Well, we got down around 70 feet, and I have my wing completely inflated to the point that it's burping, and I'm not maintaining buoyancy. So I had to drop four pounds right there. If I had been thinking about it, I would have done more math and more calculating and realized, hey, you know, I should probably swap out to my 45-pound wing or my 38-pound wing, whatever, you know, whichever one I, I, I could have, you know, had up in the truck at the time. So you can actually go with a lighter wing. So just so many different advantages. The, again, I used to chase the deep numbers. I thought that it was cool. I thought about putting a leaderboard up in the in the backyard for the when when we do sit by the pit, we could track. At first, my first thought was let's track to see who's going the deepest. But then I realized, with the crowd that we've got, it's going to get pretty competitive, and people are going to want to start chasing deep numbers. So instead, what I want to do is put a leaderboard up there for who's done the most dives that you know either that week or this year or that, you know this season or something like that. Still working on that. But again, there's so many different skills that you can master while you're doing shallow water diving. Better photography. You don't always have to have a flash with you. You can use the ambient light and filters. I know that when I use my GoPro, I really prefer to use my GoPro in 10 to 20 foot of water. And I don't always have, you know, I don't have to have auxiliary lights unless I'm working, you know, working at night. So just so many different advantages of staying shallow. And so what I want to encourage you to do is, you know, instead of dropping below that thermocline, that if it's sitting at 25 feet or 35 feet or 45 feet, stay above that thermocline. Try to stay in that 
in that column between eight feet to no deeper than 30 feet, maybe, maybe keep it at 20 feet, and just really get to where you can explore those areas, whether it's coral, whether it's a, a sandy shore area, whether it is lakes, whatever, right? And on top of that, if you're diving the shallower areas, if you like to find stuff, if you like to find coin drops and where people have lost sunglasses and things like that, you're going to find that in the shallow areas because that's where people have been swimming at. That's where you're going to find your swim docks. That's where you're going to find people coming into shore. So coming into shore and leaving shore is where people often drop things, rings, cameras, six packs of beer, whatever it is, right? You're going to find those in your shallower areas. All right, that's all I have for this episode. Again, I apologize, but I don't apologize for the pod fading. Just understand that's kind of just something that that I have to work through. Uh, for those who did notice I was gone, I really appreciate the you know, reaching out, just checking on me, and, and, I, and I really honestly do appreciate that. I do hit dark times. You know, I talk, I talk a lot about how Neptune Warrior works with a lot of different veterans with their issues, but it's also my own. I don't want to use the word therapy because counselors jump all over me for that, but it's been my own type of healing. We'll just use the word healing. That way people stay off my back. All right. That's all I have for this episode. Make sure, guys, we're almost halfway through the dive season. It feels like it just started. Make sure that you're getting out there. Do local diving. Go see the mud and rocks because, well, by the way, if all you think it is is mud and rocks, that's all you're going to go see. Go dive those coral reefs, reefs, plan a trip, do some local diving, get out there, have fun, and remember, as long as you've got air, you are all right. Deco, what do you think? Huh, buddy? You guys have got to come out to the dive site and see it. All right, buddy, let's go party.